Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I'm Fred Moore, and my guest is Nithin Jaira, who is in India. Yeah. So it's nighttime where you are. It's morning where I am. How was your dinner? Uh, so <clears throat> my, my dinner is good. And uh, to talk about dinner, I eat very less. Less meaning uh, at night. I have my heavy meal during the afternoon. And uh, I do the whole intermittent fasting intermittent okay. fasting thing yeah 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 so my last meal is by 6 p.m so that uh my stomach is nice and clear by the time i sleep so by sleep by 10 by 10 p.m so i get a four hour gap for my okay. stomach to digest and everything yeah so what i've been doing is i've been eating two breakfasts like i'll have a breakfast oh, wow. two breakfasts yeah, and then two hours later, I'll have a smaller breakfast. I won't eat lunch, and then I'll eat dinner, but I'll eat a lot okay. of dinner. A lot of dinner. And I, I, know, I know that uh, eating before bed, it can be a problem, and, I, and that's why what, the way you do it, it seems to be a pretty good way. But for me personally, I tried going with uh, a light dinner, and – it doesn't agree with me at all. And in fact, I can't sleep well. I cannot sleep well. No. So I, I eat, I eat big and, um, and that, but that also keeps me from eating desserts and stuff like that too, because I'm eating a big dinner. So it's got its pros and cons, but it would be interesting to compare notes, uh, after a little while. So that's interesting. And, um, so you're in India and you're a, uh, Gata, uh, swinger, um, yeah. you use m- mudar, yeah. you use all of these um, elements uh, yeah. to, to train with. And um, I'm going to let you tell us, you know, everything that you're into, um, including I want to hear more about your diet. But I just wanted to also uh, let you know I'm scheduling a podcast with Tom Billage, who wrote the book War Yoga. Oh, Tom Billage, yes, yeah, he 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 actually came, he he came and uh, he, he came and stayed over. Yeah. And he mentions he you, he mentions you in his yeah. book. Okay. So yeah, I've actually read his book. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to him, you know, I'm texting him. I'm like, Hey, we'll schedule for next week or week after. And I said, Oh, by the way, I'm going to be interviewing Nithin. Yeah. And he said, Oh, tell him I said hello. And he said, you were a good <laughs> guy. So that's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he gives He's you a stamp nice of approval. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
um, very interested to hear how you guys um, met up and what you did together. Uh, again, his yeah. book is called War Yoga. War Yoga, I'm, yeah. I'm reading through it right now. Have you read it, Nathan? Yeah, I have. And uh, he actually sent me, when he published it, he sent me a copy. It was very nice of him. He sent me a copy as well. Uh, very nice of him. I haven't read the whole thing yet. Uh, I just got busy with my own thing, but I will complete it. And uh, nice, yeah. It was a really good meeting because uh, pretty sweet. He sent me a message on Instagram. He said, hey, I'm coming on so-and-so day. Will you be there? Will you be there on so-and-so? Will you be free? I said, yes, for sure. If you're coming, I will keep those days free for, me, for you, you know. And trust me, we had a great time. I picked him up from the airport and I really fed him. I really feed my guests. So you <laughs> oh. made sure, yeah, <laughs> we had some good food, some good meats, some good, uh, yeah, really heavy food. Though. Tell me a little bit about the, the food that you guys had. I, I think this is important to talk about because this is where all of us humans on the face of the planet, we could all enjoy. It doesn't matter what our differences are or, or anything. Yeah. When we sit yeah. down to have food, there's a magic that happens, yeah. right? So tell me what you guys yeah. ate. So the, I picked up from the airport. So he landed in the morning. So we went to a place for uh, breakfast. And we had our traditional uh, in South Indian. Uh, so I'm based in the south, all the way south of India, called uh, Kerala. It's actually all the way down south. And so as we picked him up, it was breakfast time. So we ate breakfast. We ate... Uh, so in the mornings we have like it's it's uh it's made of rice uh it's made of rice like battered rice like the batter is made from rice and it's called dosa and there's something called uppams yeah and we have that with like chicken or with fish you know in the morning you have these options of whatever you want so that sounds I awesome can't remember it was, yeah we have good uh, curry and gravies and stuff pretty spicy but nice uh, I think he was already halfway into his trip. He got already used to the spices. So by the time he reached me, his stomach was already okay with the spices, you know? So that was okay. And But the lunch, the lunch is where I want to tell you. So lunch, we had a huge uh, whole leg of buffalo. You know buffalo? I mean? whole leg of buffalo. Buffalo oh my leg, yeah. God, wait a minute. <laughs> is that something that you guys, do you have that often out there? Or is that... um? Something that's no, occasional. That it's there. No, it's not okay. So it's there in restaurants and very few, very few, few restaurants. And uh, I made sure I called the restaurant, told them, say, I have a guest coming on so and so day. Uh, I'm coming there for lunch. Make sure it's there. You know, I don't want to be sold out or anything. So the guy kept it. The restaurant was a good friend of mine. He kept it ready. And when we went there, I told Tom, Tom, we're going to have a feast today for lunch. He's like, okay, fine, let's go. And then, you know, it's literally the size of. Uh, it's bigger than my uh, bigger than my forearm. It's huge. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's like uh, uh, I would say I wouldn't say the whole leg, but I would say they from the till the I don't know. Do uh, do hip? buffaloes have a the, knee? Like yeah, the, the, the knee, shank. The, from, that, the shank, exactly. Yeah, the shank. Yeah. So it was a it was a buffalo shank. So we had two of those. One for me, one for me. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. And is it roasted? We had a food coma. It's a proper. It is. It, it is cooked in high pressure with nice uh, gravy and spices. Um, a bit spicy. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I, I actually have an Instagram post on it where me and him we ate that, and uh, it's really huge, pretty well, big. I, and 
I just yeah. got done eating my breakfast. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm full and you just got me hungry. Yeah. So I'm hungry oh, right yeah. now. And I want to yeah. try Buffalo. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so now yeah. he, he, he comes, you guys have these awesome meals. Um, and I guess, what are you guys talking about the whole time? Are you talking about, um, oh. you know, training with, with, uh, these, these devices, the, the Gata and everything. Are you talking about yoga? Are you talking about the future of, so, of the sport? Okay, so the things you spoke about is first, uh, how is this trip? Because me and him, I told him, um, I told him, Tom, you can come here. I know because he's, he's, he's come to India to like explore India and stuff. So he's been going hotel and hotels and hotels, you know what I mean? And visiting different schools where they where they practice this particular art the with the mudgar and the gala and it's very nice because i still haven't done that he's done it no so i had to learn a lot from him yeah i learned a lot from him listening stories and everything now, I why, you can come here yeah how come now it if, i'm just going to i had a discussion with somebody here uh in new jersey uh a year ago uh it was, actually no you know who it was i just had to remember who it was it was rick brown Rick Brown, oh yeah, Rick Brown. Mr. Maceman. Mr. Maceman, yes. Yeah, and he was invited to India, and he came to India to show people how to swing, and he said that is, uh, over over where you are, there's people still doing it, but it's not as popular as it used to be, and it seems like it's being, there's a resurgence due to Western culture being interested in it, which it's now back feeding back coming into back India. exactly is this exactly. a correct assessment it is it is it is very true i'll tell you why uh this is just my point of view yeah i don't have to be i don't have to be correct this is just my from my uh, uh from what i've seen yeah from my research uh, uh it's only taught in like these traditional schools okay where you have your own teacher and uh I feel because you have to, it is very, uh, what do you call it? It's, it's a wrestling school. So you really learn it in a sand pit, all right? In a sand pit, you wear these, uh, it's called a lungyard, where it's like, it's like you're wearing speedos, right? You're like your, your, your wrestling speedos, right? And it's a wrestling school. So it's purely like men and kids who start from a young age and they grow up there and they keep practicing, right? And hence, it's a very close community. So not everyone wants to go. So it's not like a check-in, check-out in a gym. In a gym, you can walk in and walk out. But here, there is discipline. You have to come at a certain time. You have to work out. You have to listen to your teacher and leave. That's it. You know what I mean? You can't play around. You right. can't joke around. You do get your time to play a little bit, but it's serious stuff. You know what I mean? It's serious stuff. It's a school, proper school. You know? So hence, it's, uh, hence not everyone wants to learn that. You know, and uh, people don't teach it in these schools. So you have to be, and also it's kind of sad. There's also this caste system. There's religious things to it as well. So I don't want to bring those up. It's kind of sad for me. I don't get into that. But that's what's kind of thing. That's also one of the reasons why I have to teach myself. I haven't gone to these schools. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, is yeah. the, re yeah. the religious aspect really the thing that's keeping you from going? Yeah, that, that is one of the main things. Yeah, that is one of the main things for me, which keeps me from, from going to these schools. Yeah, that is one main thing. Okay, so what's the yeah. religion um, that 
they uh, are practicing. No, it's, uh, no it's, it is it is for Hindus. The Muslims have one, Hindus have one, everything is there. But it's just that uh, I'm not so into it. So I okay. haven't got into it so much. So I, I don't get into that. You know what I mean? It's just crazy thing for me. So okay. what I did was, and, uh, and, and they're very strict. They're really strict. So there's no fooling around there. You go there, you learn, you come back. That's it. And, you know? and you and you you want to fool around, it seems like. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna fool around. I, I, I wanna I wanna enjoy it, right? You know, you wanna enjoy it, you wanna smile, you wanna laugh about it, enjoy it, things like that. So, so I really make does a better descriptor not fool around what it's what a better way to say is you like to play? You like to kind of do it lightheartedly, like a maybe like a child a little bit, where you kind of forget about all your adult responsibilities and you could just focus on your exercise but do it through play rather than yeah exactly exactly because i want to make it fun okay it should be fun that is a very common serious all the time yeah yeah it's common right yeah so yeah it should be fun so because uh uh, so i got into this 14 years ago I, and the reason how I got into this because I was into bodybuilding back in the days when I was 16. I started off with bodybuilding because you watch movies, you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, you, you see Silver Stallone, you look at them, you're like, man, I want to get these guys. You know? Yeah. I want to become like them. Yeah. And then you start lifting, you start pushing yourself, you start lifting. Okay, you get really big, you get the muscle. And especially when you're in your teens, you get your results really fast because you still have your. Hormones are still growing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's multiplying that during that time, during your teenagers. And then what happens is, by the time I was 20, 19, 20, I realized I started getting aches and stiff, you know? I'm becoming mm-hmm. a robot. I'm not flexible. And then I got into more functional training, which was CrossFit, which is beautiful because you do get functional, your body, you're getting another level because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've seen you, I've seen your post as well. So, Bodybuilding is two, it's a two-dimensional motion where you focus on the muscle, right? That's the beauty of it. You focus on the muscle and everything. Uh, but there's nothing really much for the joints. So hence you become stiff, right? Yeah. So and then you get into CrossFit. So CrossFit, uh, so the reason why I went from bodybuilding to cro- uh, CrossFit is because I used to look really fit. And when I used to come back to India on vacation, uh, uh, I was based in Dubai. All right. I was born. Uh, in Dubai, studied there and everything in Dubai. Did my schooling there. So it's a very metropolitan city. Uh, really cool. And I did a lot of bodybuilding there. Did my college there, college days and university. And then from there, I went. So during that time, I used to come back to India. And we live in like in a farm area in the village area. So, so I had good body looks. You know, when people say, oh, wow, this guy's good. But when I see my workers who work in the farms, they're so functional. They could climb trees. They could do things in such skinny bodies. And I was like, shit, I can't even do that. You know what I mean? My body's not functional. My body's not. I don't have a good body balance. If someone pushes me, I will fall because my balance is not that great. You know, I'm very stiff. I'm like a robot. That got me into functional training like CrossFit. You know, you start doing more movement into the body. You know, Uh, that was good. But then that got me... Uh, let's say maybe I got it the I did it the wrong way, so I got a lot of injuries in between, you know. So then I was thinking to myself, am I really doing? I'm trying to get healthy, but am I really getting fit? You know what I mean? Uh, so then, then I was watching this Bollywood movie, and in that the villain, he was doing this. He was doing the whole 
swinging with the with the with the mood and I was like man it looks really impressive because he looks really built who was that and uh his name is sonu sood in the movie he's the actor okay he's a, he's a bollywood actor uh i was looking at him because he had a really good physique you know i was like is it from that but at that point in time i thought he did that maybe maybe he's not doing that maybe just the movie he did that scene maybe just for that scene he was working out with it uh but anyways that got me into it so this is i'm talking about uh 14 years ago so that time uh it was very less on the internet for this so i was still trying to find my way get hands over it things like so what i did was i got myself uh, a sledgehammer because in crossfit you have your sledgehammers right you know so sledgehammer was my first thing to try it you know so i used to swing it and trying to get into a rhythm into a flow you know to make swing very thing then getting more into going to r&d and stuff then you start because i want to teach myself first right so got into it then i heard about uh, you know you do your reading and then you hear about these are your rotator cuffs right your shoulders you have your rotator cuff just really says rotator cuff means it's meant to rotate it's not meant to be pushed and pulled it's meant to rotate and all right and i was like no wonder i'm stiff you know what i mean it doesn't make sense so your neck is meant to rotate yeah your your shoulders your wrist your hips your ankle so if these are stiff you are you do you have very poor body balance you know especially if you have weak core you have poor body balance so in the i'm not saying bodybuilding is bad you need to improve with your joint movement as well you know you need mix of both because the mudga is something which i realized it complements the the lifestyle so when i say mudga i mean the mudga the steel mace the gada the um the um the stumtola is the western indian version of a barbell okay at the same time it's like um uh, i forgot the banana bag what's it called ah oh, is in my head uh the i'm sure uh, the bulgarian bag bulgarian oh bag. yes yeah. right yeah yeah that's a super tool i love that so i got so into the whole rotational movement because then i realized these movements really focuses on your joint health you know so when i say joint health i mean your mobility your flexibility and uh, it'll make you really aesthetic because i'm sure you 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 swing the steel mace so you know a 5 kg steel mace is very different from a 5 kg dumbbell there's a reason why because it's practiced in a different way the further away the grip uh, grip is away from the weight the harder it is right right so then uh, so i tell my clients like don't get fooled by the number i know you might be doing 100 kgs on your chest and stuff but a 5 kg steel mace or a mudga will really humble you down you know what i mean will really humble you down so so don't get fooled by the number because it's all about core strength as well you know what i mean right right a lot of core strength demand yeah and what i've noticed is uh, since the past fourteen years i've been practicing with the different variations teaching myself on how to do a particular variation trying to focus on different parts of the body so uh and i've noticed i've i i got more toned and i got strong so what i'm trying to say was this uh the steel mace the mudgar the gada these all have a very similar technique it's all about rotation work right and focus on your core and stuff so uh what i've noticed that it really it's going to shred you it's going to tone you and it's really going to make your joints strong so healthy you know what i mean Uh, because i always keep telling my clients or my viewers as well i keep telling them 
what's the point of having big muscles if your joints are weak? How are you going to move those muscles? You know, what's the point of those big muscles if you can't move them? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so, no, actually, um, for me, my biggest problem from the bodybuilding days, which I went through too, is my, my lat muscles are so tight that when I try to swing, I, I have trouble really getting my hands yeah, behind my head. And I've, exactly. been, and I've been stretching my lats and I've been swinging heavy mace and gata, trying to open that up for over three years now. And maybe in three years, I've been able to get my hands behind my head a quarter of an inch. So, yeah, I'm tight, man. My back is uh, like wet cement, and it's from okay. years of barbell deadlifting, uh, rows. My back was always one of my best muscle groups. Um, oh, right. it, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. got huge. But, I mean, that's not – most men's backs are powerful. We know that. But I trained it heavily. I, I um, did well with it. Now, some people, you, they don't care. They don't care if they're stiff. I don't care. I want to be big. They don't care. Yeah. But I'm telling, that's right now. But what happens when you're 60? What happens when you're 70? Is, is that going to cause you to live a life of, you know, less because you can't do as yeah. much? It hurts and everything. Yeah. yeah. So you're, yeah. you're uh, focusing on. As you said to me, you're focusing on traditional Indian fitness, and everything that you're describing yeah. is truly yeah. Indian fitness, and it has very long history, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and if you've noticed, uh, all our tools are made of wood because it's very holistic. It's Mother Nature. It Mother Nature only has good things for you. Okay, so it's Mother Nature. It's okay. It is going to give you calluses, but the reason with wood is that every different wood has its oils, natural oils, okay? And when you're practicing with these oils, when you're practicing with these tools, these oils get exchanged with your body while you practice with it, right? Oh, so I never thought got of that. A, it's got, yeah, it's got a medicinal value. Like, and, wait a minute, what uh, kind of oils? Like, you're saying each, every different type of wood, bamboo or um, yeah, poplar yeah. or whatever, it's going to have its own oils. It's going to have its own oils, its own medicinal value. Okay. Everything. It's benefits. Yeah. So, and, and plus it's mother nature. Yeah. So it's only good things for you. You know what I mean? It's going to give you good stuff for you. Right. So right. it's not like it's going to heal something. But what I'm trying to say, uh, it can prevent something. You know, it can prevent illness. So it's not yeah. saying, oh, you do this, it will heal you. No, I'm not going to say it's heal you, but it, it could boost your, your immunity. It's, it's good for your skin. Uh, it's good for your bone health. You know, things like that. There's so right. many things involved in it. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons. And this thing's first in started off with the warriors. Yeah. Uh, it re replicated the steel and the sword. It replicates the steel and the sword, these, these movements, because you swing and with the other hand, you block the steel. You know what I mean? Or right. if you have two swords, whatever it is. It's a very similar technique. And then from there... It came down uh, as we got more and more uh, evolved and everything. Uh, from there, it came to, in the north of India, it came into these uh, uh, wrestling schools, martial arts and wrestling schools. Yeah. No. Okay. It's called the Akada. And in uh, all over India, actually. And, and for a normal person, these movements are very similar to a farmer's movement, to a laborer's movement. You know what I mean? 
for a moment, these movements are replicated for a human being on their daily basis. So it's your lifestyle kind of movements your body was meant to do. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I have, so basically, if you want to choose a mudga for yourself, right? Uh, the common question is, what weight should I start with? Yeah. So it's basically your weight divided by eight and then again divided by two. And this is in kgs, in, 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 in kilograms. Okay. Your weight divided, everything in kilograms, your weight divided by eight and then divide yeah. that by two? Two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So if it's an 80 kg person, divided by eight would be 10. And then again, divided by two would be five kgs. So that'd be five kgs would be the ideal weight for you to start. Which you know is I mean? about 11 pounds uh, for people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, America's uh, the only well, country in the world that uses the wrong numbers for everything. The, the rest of the it, world I is using kgs. They're using metric. Everything, it's all metric. <laughs> over here yeah. in the U.S., no, we don't do that. So, Okay, no problem. <laughs> But anyways, but it's all about it's all about adapting. So if people tell me in pounds, I I I don't ask them what is it in kgs. I now you have your phones, just do it straight up. Google tell you everything. Right. Yeah. Fine. So uh, so where I'm getting so then I get questions like then why can't you just say your weight divided by sixteen? So the reason why I don't say that is because I want people to know us as human beings, we are getting weaker. We are evolving to get weaker. Because you got your Uber Eats, you got your phone calls, everything comes to the house, you have your car. So what I'm trying to say is uh, the divided by two just came in maybe 80 to 90 years ago. All right. Because uh, before back in the day, if you notice, hum us as humans, we were more involved in our, our lifestyle was more labor intense. You know, we used to carry own things, we used to walk, we used to run, uh, lesser cars, you know, no. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is, uh, so back then, an 80 kg person should be able to swing a 10 kg motor, you know? But we got evolved to be weaker, which is the same. So I was down to 5 kg. Yeah, so that's done. Us modern day people are yeah. half, yeah. half of what a traditional yeah. old school farmer. Uh, or so, no, I, 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 I would say, uh, no, I mean, you could be a businessman, but even a businessman would be doing his own work, right? Yeah, yeah sure. So, right. You know so, I mean? we're half, so we're half. half. And, 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 I'd be half, yeah. And what are we talking about uh, time frame wise? 100 years difference? 200 years difference? 50? I would say 100 years. Okay. I would say 100. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I yeah. would say 100. Yeah, because, because uh, my grandmother, Touch wood, she's still here, she's 92. She's so fit because I would I I learned all my nutrition from her, actually. You know? Because she tell me, oh, I tell her, like, oh, I have uh, this thing. It's like, oh, don't worry, just have this food. Oh, just have this vegetable. You know what I mean? This will sort you out. It's not about having medicine anymore. It's about having this food will you know will cure you. Yeah. So that's that's my a, new nutrition. That's yeah. a common theme around the world. Um here yeah. in the United States, when I talk to older people, they tell me they still like, like no. When I was sick, my my grandmother would cut up an onion and yeah. make it in a broth. And this yeah. this person said they hated it, but they would drink it. And then the next, they take a nap and they wake up and they feel better. An onion yeah. in a broth, like what? You yeah. know. Meanwhile, we're yeah. everybody's running off to the doctor to get uh, amoxicillin yeah. and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, 
So my so I would say that's hence I'm saying just hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Ninety to hundred years ago. I would say that. That's why I'm saying Walt because he's very healthy, touch wood, and she's ninety two and uh, she still walks by herself. Wow. She's ninety two. She comes by herself. Yeah, she walks by herself. She comes right here. Uh, God she bless. She tells me about what to eat. Yeah, this is so so it's good. Awesome. So what I'm trying to say is humans as humans. Uh, yeah, that's why I was just comparing it to her. As a hundred because of her, it's not like I did my study, but I'm just doing my own thing, you know. Just the calculation part. That's it. So, so getting back to uh, the weight part. So a five kg would be perfect for a eighty kg person, you know. Yeah, and that is how we start with. So, so you have your gada, which is uh, like the steel mace, all right, and then you have the mudgar, which is your steel clubs, which is a steel club. Okay. So. the the only advantage of a steel club which i would say or a steel mace would be that uh the weight will not reduce it's more durable yeah for so if you're in a gym a steel equipment is much better than a wooden equipment a wooden equipment is more personal it's like you should have your own you should not share it you know it's yours huh. take care of it it's yours because you are Exchanging a sweat with it, your oils with it, it's yours. You know what I mean? Okay, it's, yeah. So, and a steel one, yeah. you could you could clean it. You could you could you use could a, a, yeah. a bleach or whatever you want, where you're not going to use that on wood because that's going to hurt the no. wood. So then you could yeah. clean it, sterilized, and anybody could use it. Anyone use it. So yeah. that's when it's more durable. It's more durable. The weight doesn't reduce. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, this is perfect. It's so. Uh, I think if you're in a gym, if there's a multiple number of people going to use it, steel is your best. Yeah, when it's wooden, uh, more personal. This is for me, though. More personal. And how you maintain the wood is you can keep oiling it with any edible oil, any edible. All right. Edible. Uh, so oil. any oil which can go in your edible oil, any oil yeah. which go in your mouth can touch the wood. It'll maintain the wood. Yeah. And one way to uh, so then I get thing where people say, uh, oh sorry, my mudgar is uh, getting. fungus and things like that so i tell them so there are two reasons why it gets uh, fungus one is because you're not using it at all <laughs> okay right it's kept there. right <laughs> you're leaving it yeah. in the corner of the room that's why <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and the other way is because maybe you must left outdoors or maybe it's touching rain or something so always store indoors and use it on a daily basis if you use it nothing's going to happen nothing's going to happen yeah and then of course you have different uh, parts of the country and the world you have different weather conditions so the wood does affect so if it's a very dry area the moisture in the wood will reduce it will dry out so then the weight will reduce yeah so things like this do happen so what i would suggest is always if you're getting a mudga for yourself uh try and make it from your own uh neighboring what the popular wood in your area there's a reason why they make furniture in that area with that wood because it'll not lose weight but then again If you want to get more into detail, then you have to find a very traditional Ayurvedic wood, or you know these Vedas where every wood has its own medicinal value. So I use personally, I use mahogany wood, yeah, because there's a sufficient supply of them in my area, in my plantation area. And we, when the wood gets tree gets old, we get the approval from the governments to actually cut it because what happens is during a storm it could fall down and spoil your crop. So then you get permission to cut it. So then that wood. is sold to the sawmill and i buy the logs from there and i make for myself so all these uh, uh all these uh, mudgas i use i craft them myself and i sell it even for my 
clients when they order it for me i craft them myself so i don't keep anything in stock whatever stock is mine so whenever a client oh. orders for me i make okay. a brand new fresh one and i send it yeah so, so when somebody places an order with you it's going to start yeah. from scratch right there from scratch and you're exactly. going to make it and how long yeah. how long does it take you to make an average implement and and uh, are oh. you making you're making gadas and mudgar, right? Gadas, mudgar, anything with wood. Any of these wooden tools, okay. I make it. Gada, shana boards. Mudgar, you make shana boards. Shana boards. Uh, the sumtola, these Indian clubs, the small Indian clubs, light big ones, the pairs of those. I even uh, use the Persian meals. I make them as well because it's wood. Yeah, it's the same concept. A jewelry. Yeah, I make them as. Yeah, the jewelries. I make them up. The jewelries. Okay. still, I don't make them as well because. I can't source that big wood, a log. You know what I mean? So hence, I don't make those. But I can oh. if I do find one. Okay. Yeah. If I do find, but the concept of making it is the same. It's all you need is a turning machine. And yeah, because I do it myself. Okay. So, so you it's easy. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a shop that you do all this stuff in? No, no. Where so what I do is uh, I work with the local carpenter shops. What I do is that I take the shop on a one hour lease. So like when they close down the shop, I pay them next an hour. I said, don't worry, you guys go ahead. I'll pay you an hour. I'm going to do it. And then I close the shop and I come back. So I just have, whenever I was, because it doesn't make sense for me to have my own equipment because I don't have, uh, I don't keep stock. So yeah. I don't need the, and, uh, yeah. I, I think that's great. Just, and, you know, you're spreading the, yeah. the love around. Local business. Right? Yeah, Local exactly. business, right. You're doing, you're doing something yeah. great there. Um, yeah. I mean, how many times, how many times have you heard people outsourcing to, you know, instead of going local, they'll go right to China or something like that. And wh why are you doing exactly. that? What you can find people in your own neck of the woods that can make the yeah. stuff. It's, it's like you, you know, addicts, right? Addicts adjustable. Yeah. Addicts. Yeah. Yeah. Adjustable ones. Yeah. So he's in Florida and he uses a local steel shop and they nice. turn all those things. It's not made in China. And, there's little parts and pieces that come from like other parts of the country, but it's yeah. not, it's all made in the USA and, and it's fabricated. Right. Yeah. And then he drives his pickup truck to the shop and picks it all up and drives it back to his headquarters where Super. he mails all these out. So you're doing the same That's thing amazing. and you're shipping yeah. worldwide, right? Worldwide, all over India. So uh, my prizes on the site, it's for India is inclusive of, the uh, shipping charges within India. The moment it's uh, abroad, uh, I'll have to uh, I, I have to go back and forth with the, the, the courier company, just find out the rate and then I tell them. So if they can afford it, I can send it. That's it. Yeah. So it's your mood guard plus the shipping charge. Yeah. All right. Now I got a question for you. Let's say somebody's listening right now and they want to uh, Maybe they swing a little mace. Maybe they got like an on it steel mace. It's 10 pounds, but they're yeah. thinking about other stuff. And they're thinking, well, you know, I kind of want to go with um, something different. Like, so you say the Mudgar is close to a club. Oh, and, a steel club, yeah. Yeah, so it's close yeah. to a steel club. So um, what would you recommend to somebody? Uh, if so, they want it, would uh, you recommend uh, to use a, a, a to get two mudguards or get two juries to begin with? I would suggest to get uh, two mudguards. So, with my clients, I have clients who ask me, uh, should I start with a gada? Should I start with a mudgar? 
or two mudgars so i tell them this um uh, start with the with the with the with the mudgar okay start with the mudgar because the technique from what i've noticed the technique of the gadar and the mudgar is the same technique the same swing but the feel is different because the weight distribution is very different it's further away from the grip right in the gadar so if you notice if you swing a steel club and we sting a swing a steel mace the technique is almost the same but it's just that the weight distribution is different so a 5 kg steel club and a 5 kg steel mace you feel a steel mace is harder because it's further away right the weight distribution is further away it's going to give you a more pull on your core more pull on your joints you know what i mean so i tell them start with a mudgar start with a single one and then do the double and then go for a gada and then after the gada go for the for the sumtola yeah well, should they should they order to, like if somebody from the united states should they just yeah. order a pair of mudgar right out of the gate just so and yeah, just, so, yeah and then leave the one down and only practice with one at a time and then that, that's the way so, i would yeah, want this to do is it. something that is a very good question and uh, it's a very good question and this is something which i should tell everyone ordering two is the best i'll tell you why because the moment you order let's say a 5 kg mudgar one yeah by the time you get strong enough let's say in 5 to 8 weeks get strong when you order your second 5 kg what happens is the existing 5 kg is going to be around 4.8 4.7 yeah yeah so if you order two you're getting two at the same size same weight so it's fine so they both reduce less and you get strong so that is the safer thing to do ordering two all is going to cost you more but yeah but you're going to wind uh, up it's safer you're going to yeah. wind up wanting to use a second one exactly. at some point so yeah. and, and also exactly. if, if you're not located close by you if you're in another country united states yeah. europe or something there's going to be a yeah. a, a, a time lag but yeah the the other thing too is that you know you're you're using uh this you're probably going to make a pair of mugdar from the same exact wood right it's got a couple yeah, of the same yeah. tree whereas if there's yeah. a a 10 week delay a tree exactly right exactly. and it's just who knows it i mean it might be the same sense. kind of wood but it just doesn't yeah. have the same yeah it's not from yeah. the same tree it's, it's not from same because every tree has its own moisture levels oil levels so the weight does change the age yeah. changes so yes what you said yeah. is exactly right yeah sorry yeah man it's something yeah. to think about that's what's yeah. so cool about wood yeah. right It's yeah. I mean yeah. wood is beautiful. You know, my father was a carpenter and he handmade everything in the house wood and it was all craftsmanship wow. done and wow. I've always loved the the natural look and feel of wood. I feel warm when I'm using it. I I feel warm when I'm yeah. holding a, a wooden gada. Um yeah. I feel like it's personal. Um yeah, when I pick up a steel mace it's just it's It's like a dumbbell or anything else. Yeah. It's just, it's a weight. That's it. But yeah, it's there's something yeah. about it when you're touching this wood and you're feeling it in your hands, and you can even yeah. smell it, yeah. right? You can. It has a smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it does. really it cool. Does. So, as I said, that's why the wooden part is a very holistic part. Uh, you're really close to Mother Nature, and I always promote uh, working out with barefoot. Try and connect with the earth. Try and connect with Mother Earth. it has a lot of positive energy for you it's going to give you a lot of positive energy and um, it's going to help you with your blood circulation barefoot training is so good because it's like this so if your feet is always in shoes you're always closed right so you're always closed into your shoes right 
It's in a closed thing. So what happens is your toes don't get to spread. The moment you spread, you get better balance. You're getting more base. You can balance more. And the more gap you have in your toes, the better body balance you have. So that is, so if someone tells you, man, I have backache, I said, listen, first thing you can do is walk barefoot. You need circulation to go into your body. Your feet is getting stuck, getting suffocated when it's pressed in. The moment it opens up, it's breathing. It's like someone holding a nose. You know what I mean? Someone squeezing you. How can you breathe? You know what I mean? It's the, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So that's first step. I, yeah. I, uh, I train barefoot at, in my own home, in my basement. Yeah. Uh, I have to yeah. because my toes were getting messed up like you just were indicating. They were getting smushed yeah. together. Yeah. So I put yeah. toe spacers in. That separate my toes. That, that, that is, that's and amazing. Yeah. Then I work out wearing those so you get more yeah. of an impact, yeah. okay? Because you're flexing yeah. them and you're twerking flexing. them. Exactly. But yeah. I'm not allowed to go barefoot at my local gym. They want you in shoes. No, you're not. Right. And shoes, plus yeah. the floor no, I, is nasty. I, uh, the floor is nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. yeah. So there's something which everyone should know. If you're going to a garden or if you're going to your own garden, your own home, barefoot is the best. The moment you reach a public area, wear shoes. It's just more hygienic. You know, yeah. it's more hygienic. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, it is more hygienic that way. But yeah, but as much as you can, be barefoot. That'll really help you with your blood circulation. Because do you imagine your feet is the first thing for your body to touch the ground. So if your feet are not right, that's going to happen. You're going to slowly get knee pain, a backache, and that's going to affect your posture and everything. So foot health is very important. So that's one of the things I keep focusing on. Uh, barefoot training. That's something yeah. you see in all my videos. I never wear shoes. I know I'm always barefoot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so important because when I, when I realized my feet were getting messed up from shoes I was wearing, it, the reason yeah. why I realized it was because I was having issues with my balance. Like when I was working out, yeah. let's say I was doing like a one-legged variation of a exercise i couldn't my ankle would be wobbling like this and my my exactly. ankle would get tired yeah. before i could even finish yeah. the exercise and i kept falling and i realized my it's my my footprint is too narrow so you have to open exactly. it up so you have more surface yeah. area right that's exactly. just how you're yeah. you like grip you kind of like grip the floor yeah. too when yeah. you're in bare feet yeah. you could actually feel the texture of the floor or yeah. the ground and exactly. you grip yeah. it like you're gripping a hand. You can't do that with a pair of shoes. Yeah. That doesn't work. You can't do that with a pair. It doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't work. So that is one of the first steps I would tell everyone. If you have a back pain, start barefoot walking. You know? Right. Do that once in a while. There's a lot of ac acupuncture, acupressure points for your toes and your uh, feet. It's really going to awaken a lot of your uh, energies in your body. It's going to really open up a lot of blood circulation in your body. It really helps. Yeah. That's one thing. And if you're really tired, I don't know if people notice, people go for a foot massage. They get really pressed under their uh, feet. And yeah. if you see under the sole, and it really opens up, you know, a lot of blood circulation. So yeah. this is one of the main reasons why. Yeah. So I, I agree with foot massage. Foot massages are the best. And I think they're more beneficial than even somebody massaging your back. I, yeah. I feel like when I get my back massage, it feels good uh, an hour later. Uh, it, yeah. I don't even notice my back True. is tight again. But when you massage yeah. the person's feet, um, yeah. they're like walking on a cloud for hours and hours. Yeah. It does something exactly. to the whole body. Yeah, because people don't, don't realize your foot is the first thing, which it is your foundation of the body. 
So that is where you're, it's like the tires in a car. If your car's tires are messed up, how are you going to enjoy the ride? Yeah. <laughs> you know, same thing. So it's very purely. And then even core strength, that is something which, uh, so I keep in my, all my video, I keep saying breathe and engage the core. Core engagement when swinging is very important. So that will help you keep body balance. Uh, it'll help you even balance the mudgar, the, uh, the steel mace, the clubs. It's the same technique. Just engage the core and swing because that's the when you swing and you bring it back to the center. And if you engage your core, you'll see you have such a good posture. You can balance it easier. Okay. And you can see, you can start getting even very free with the, with the, with the, with the, uh, steel mace. So when I say mudgar, I mean, even with the steel mace, I mean, yeah. even with the gathas, because the technique is the same. Yeah. Right. And another reason why I like using the wooden tools is because for a five kg steel club, the dimension, if you've noticed, is much smaller. Yeah. Much smaller for a steel club. Right. Because if you try and make a five kg wooden club, which, which is the, which is the mudgar, it's much longer. So that means there's more uh, leverage. It gives you more of a pull. Yeah. So right. what happens is when I say joint health, when you do a downswing, it's really going to pull your elbow and yeah. push it back in. Pull your yeah. elbow. So if you go to a doctor, if you get dislocated, what is he going to do? He's going to pull you out and push it back in. Yeah. That's only going to happen. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why I really want to promote this workout because it really helped me with my uh, body, my posture. It really got my body very aesthetic. So uh, I have few clients who are really into bodybuilding and they say, man, my, uh, I'm losing muscle. Okay. So what happens is, yes, cause it's going to tone you up because if you want to get more mobility as a body, what happens is, uh, certain muscles are so much bigger than your height portion. So that is going to stop you. So if you have a big chest, maybe you can't touch your elbows. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, which is not right for me. I, I want to be mobile. I want to be loose. You know what I mean? So, the steel maze, the gutter and everything, what happens is really going to make your body aesthetic. So whichever part is weak is going to get bigger. Whichever part is big is going to get smaller. So this has happened to me and I've noticed it. So many people don't want that. So yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. All right. But yeah. you know what though, um, if, if people are listening or watching right now and you haven't been to Nithin's Instagram, you should go there, hit pause real quick, and go there and just look at some pictures of him. And, um, dude, you are, you call yourself the shredded farmer, and you are definitely shredded. Uh, it's, I mean, if anything, it's a good testament as to how mm. great this modality is for looking good. Um, and, you know the now. Now you say shredded farmer. Are you also doing farming? Or yeah, so we have a lot of farming here. We have a lot of farming here. So how this came about is because um, I started this whole journey of uh, doing uh, these these the uh, sledgeham and everything. Right, got into it more. Got myself into a mudgar, wooden tools. Got into this is all when I was back in the Yeah, and um, 2019 I came to India. Right, 2019, I came to India for good, thinking that, you know what, let me make my passion for this because it really helped me. Let me make it into a venture or let me spread the awareness. You know what I mean? Let me spread it. 2019, December, I came here uh, to this place and 
Unfortunately, in three months, the whole lockdown happened. COVID lockdown happened, right? The whole world was in lockdown. So I used that uh, time as an advantage for me. I went on Udemy and everything. So I have a lot of knowledge. I've been learning a lot, but I wasn't a good teacher because I didn't know how to teach, right? Because I'm not a certified trainer. I have my, my background is business background. I did finance and accounting and everything. I did oh. zero. Uh, uh, anything when it comes to certification, zero. Yeah. I, when it comes to education, zero when it comes to physical fitness. I, yes, I did play my own sports. I did my own gym, worked up. But so I would say all I learned is just through self experimental on myself. And yes. Okay. So during this time, during the lockdown, I went on U, U, Udemy. On you on Udemy, you know you know the Udemy online portal where you can learn courses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a on. Yeah, you, you just pay nine dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars. These these online portals, online um, courses where you sign in, you can learn how to make concrete blocks, concrete pottery, you can learn carpentry, you can learn. Uh, oh really? So I learned carpentry. How do you yeah, spell it? Carpentry. How do you spell Udemy? Uh, uh, U, like the letter U, and D E M Y. M-Y. Okay. M-Y, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, uh, so, so you learned you learned how to do carpentry. The carpentry from there. And uh, it just, uh, so I used the COVID lockdown to learn this. And I also taught myself on how to teach. So it took me around a year and a half on how to teach someone, you know? Yeah. And especially during lockdown 2020 August, uh, sorry, 2021 August is when I started my first client. Is when I started teaching my first day online. You know what I mean? Because I was still in my, uh, we still had lockdowns over here. We couldn't go, the gyms weren't open, so I couldn't really go. So I started promoting this account uh, August 2020. August 1st, 2020 is when I started this account. And um, during the time, I was still teaching myself on how to teach. Yeah. And 2021 August is when I started, when I got my first client. And then Social media happened. So kept going, spreading, spreading. People asked me, oh, can we learn from you? Can we this? And honestly speaking, right now, uh, I've reached 7,000 plus clients. Yeah, I've crossed the 7,000. Yeah. Wow. So, and all online. That's it. And selling products, selling my tools, saying this. So my, uh, so I made my, so, you know, when you're really passionate about something, yeah. it'll all come to you. It'll all come to you. Like yeah. you think, Oh, how do I do that? But trust me, when the time comes, it will come to you. Like there'll be an answer for that. Just be just, patient. Just be patient. Just go. Just trust the process. And stay consistent. Stay with what you're doing. Don't. Yeah, you need to be disciplined. Yeah. You know, I'll, exactly. I'll take this moment just to talk about myself for a second, just real briefly. Um, when I started the podcast here uh, back in 2019. Um, I had I had tried podcasting other uh, topics and stuff that nothing ever really, you know, took off or anything. And I wasn't really passionate about it. And then when I started doing this podcast, I was like more passionate about it. And um, after about a year, I noticed it, things were going pretty well. And then I said to myself, well, that's enough time for me to make a decision whether I want to keep going with this or not. So I want to be better at speaking i want to be better um and, and you know just uh more knowledgeable i i i use the podcast for um my own education like i get to have a one-on-one -on -one yeah, conversation with somebody like yeah. yourself where i can yeah. use that yeah. this benefits me um and anybody watching they could just jump in and they could benefit yeah. themselves too but i said yeah. 
I'm going to do this for 10 years because that's how long you have to stay committed to something for. And then, and then if nothing really happens after that, then maybe, okay. But still it was, it was fun while it lasted, but you see what I mean? Like um, you have to stay patient and you have to stay committed to your craft and don't listen to the outside voices. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the people that say you're wasting your time and nobody's going to get what you're doing. Nobody's going to think, Oh, you're you're gonna have seven thousand clients, Nathan. Uh, nobody yeah. imagined that yeah. ever. I guarantee you. Maybe yeah. maybe your mother yeah. didn't, because mom always did the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's great. So how are people uh, finding you? How are people actually finding you to become clients? My only my only thing is uh, social media. Uh, Instagram. Instagram is the only social media I've used, and it's easier for me. And uh, I've stuck to one social media thing that I did. I do have YouTube and I do have a Facebook page, but I'm more, hundred percent more committed on Instagram. So if people message me on Instagram, you'll get the reply then and there. Within thirty minutes to one hour, you will get your reply. You know that is so that is true that you're saying because when I reached out to you, yeah. you did reply back right yeah, away. Saw- yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there is a time difference yeah. between us, like twelve hours or whatever. So but, yeah, yeah, but. Um, so it's like, so, uh, yeah, so 2019, I got here. So that's when we both started this uh, journey. And uh, yeah. um, during COVID, I learned how to do the whole carpentry work. And I was doing my own work, like working out on myself, experimenting all these variations on myself. Yeah. What about farming? What are you okay, doing? So when it comes to farming, yeah. So when it comes to farming, so I'm based in Kerala. So our area where I live, it's in a village in the outskirts, in the, in the, in the, in the countryside. So it's more a, a farming area, you know? And this is our motherland, like my uh, ancestral land as well. So I'm like the eighth generation on this land, yeah? And uh, so my ancestors, my great-parents, everyone, they all were just farmers. So we're just con- continuing the, le- the, the legacy, you know what I mean? So I, being this thing, uh, so during COVID, I was pretty much doing nothing. So we have a good property here, so we could walk around, so I used to always check on the props, whatever is going stuff. So being in Kerala, uh, we grow only what naturally grows here, which is we have, it's around 50 to 60 items, which is in my property, but there's many more. But in my property is around 50 to 60 items. So I'm talking about chilies, onions, potatoes, yam, pineapple, uh, mangoes, coconuts, bananas, uh, and veggies. We have beans, we have uh, bitter god, ash god, uh, uh, what else is there from the tip of my tongue then um, there's more uh, you, you have yeah, all this all this is growing on your on your farm yes so it's very ah. seasonal right it's very yeah. seasonal right Yeah. so every season so we have mangosteen, rambutan, exotic fruits uh, jackfruit uh, oh wow what else? yeah now uh, what then you cheese. have bananas you said yeah, yeah, we have, we have bananas. Yeah, how, have how bananas. big are they? So we have the small and the big ones. So we have the, the we have the cheeky ones, and then we have the small ones as well. Like yeah. the real There's small the, ones, like they're like this big. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, like those are big, delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. That's, yeah, that is fantastic. So you could just walk right out your door and go get a fresh banana. Yeah. You could get fresh papaya, yeah. pineapples, papaya. Now, yeah, we do have you papaya. have 
Pineapple. Do you have animals too? Do you have goats and stuff like that? Yes. Uh, 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 we have cows. Yeah, oh, we have cows. Okay. So you we have milk. Cows. So I, we have milk and we make that into yogurt and butter we get. And then, uh, and then of course, my pets are the three dogs I have. And uh, we have three cows, three dogs. And then we have uh, uh, we, uh, this thing. So we have, so what's happening, you know, when you live in a country area, countryside, uh, so we have our neighbors who have ducks. So if they need milk, they would, you know, sometimes what they do is they say, you know what? We'll give you some duck eggs. Can you give us some milk? You know? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a barter system. It's pretty oh. cool. So things like that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. man. So I want to this... come live with you. <laughs> so this basically what happens is this uh, purely taught me that, uh, okay, money is important, but food is even more important. Right? Mm. So yeah. food is even more important. So money is important. Yes, you need to pay your bills. You need to go. You know, you do want to do your things. But uh, when it comes to like, but, you know, when living here, I, I really cut off myself from the outside world during COVID. I cut myself off. I, social media, I had a personal account. I deleted that. Started a new account, The Shredded Farmer. And I was only following fitness people who are into swinging. That's it, you know? And nothing else. And I follow very limited people only because, a few people only because the algorithm. Because if they like a car, it's going to come on my newsfeed. Or stones a person like car, you may like, but I don't want to see cars. You know what I mean? I want to see people swinging. So I'm very focused on my people who I follow. I only focus on uh, swinging, people who swing. You know what I mean? The mud girls, the steel mates, the steel stuff. So the only reason being, I want to be very focused on my journey. I don't want to be distracted. Yeah. And uh, that's the, so that is one thing which is because social media really can take your mind off. Uh, yes. It can really di distract you. Yeah. This so is another uh, interesting topic uh, that I've addressed on this podcast, um, social media. Now, the thing about social media, the good thing, is that this is how I found you. I, I would never exactly. even know you exist, Nathan, if, yeah. if it wasn't for social You're media. I wouldn't know. Exactly. I wouldn't yeah. even probably know what a steel mace is because it was on exactly. Instagram where I first saw it. So social beautiful, media. right? Yeah. So it's a great way to connect people. Yeah. But it's a tool. And if you use a tool incorrectly, you can get hurt, yeah. right? If you use a hatchet, exactly. if, if you're yeah. using a hatchet to, to do uh, brain surgery, yeah. you're going to really mess up the person's yeah. brains, right? So um, Exactly. So what you're talking about is only focusing it, hyper-focusing it on the one thing. Yeah. This is an interesting thing because, yeah. um, like, I would think also as a coach – you uh, would want to also explore what other people are doing in other fitness modalities just to, yeah. just to get some context yeah. to say, yeah. oh, like, um, like, well, take me for instance. I like to follow a lot of martial arts people because nice. when, I, when I see steel mace and steel clubs, I'm seeing a martial art. I don't know if that's yeah. what, that's what I see. Like you said <laughs> earlier, doing – Doing yeah. uh, Jordy's like this is practicing yeah. your your yeah. your sword and your shield, so yeah. it's a martial art. And so when I look at a person who's practicing uh, uh, jujitsu or or MMA or anything like that, I'm thinking, okay, how can I apply steel clubs? How can I apply yeah. agata? How can I apply? the even the philosophy and do they intertwine yeah. so that's what i do but i guess there's a pro 
and a con to that too. And I like your yeah. your idea there. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Because I get many comments from you, so uh, my friends, they go, why aren't you following us? It's like, man, honestly, I just be saying, like, I don't want to see what you're seeing. I just, I, because I'm really focused on my career, on my passion. So I don't want to get distracted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I tell them. I just tell them the truth. There's, I mean, the best is just tell them the truth. That's the only reason why I'm not following. If I really need to know your life, so I will call you, you know? I don't want to see it and then come to know. I'll really call you, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, this yeah. is good advice. Right. That, that's another thing, uh, everybody listening, you know, we, we try to talk to coaches around the world because we're trying to make steel mace and steel clubs like the thing, right? We're trying to we're yeah. trying to make livings here yeah. off of this stuff, yeah. Yeah. all right? We're trying to put yeah. food on the table. So let's discuss yeah. this stuff. You just gave everybody great advice, Nathan. Yeah. Hyper-focus on the thing that you are doing on social media because it frees up your mind so you can apply it to your business and what you're in your craft. It's not just business. It's yeah. also, it's yeah. also yeah. how you exude this lifestyle, yeah. which all of us yeah. are trying to promote a healthy lifestyle of some sort. Exactly. So exactly. everything that we yeah. do, at, we're leading people, we're coaching, we're leading. So we need to yeah. show not just tell, but show that we're living yeah. a healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I have a thing. So this kept me so focused that um, it's been, it's only been, uh, let's say, uh, a year and a half into this journey when I, when I started teaching, yeah, or two years. But what I'm trying to say is, because I'm so focused, I've been focusing on my clients and my clients make me a better teacher because every client has a different fitness background, right? Not everyone is physically fit. Not everyone can do what the other person is doing. So you, as a trainer, trust me, one thing is uh, you really have to have patience. You really have to be patient with every client because you have to be, we have to start from scratch with every client, right? So patience is one thing which every trainer needs to have. Yeah. And uh, they might be going through so much through the day. I mean, they come to us. Uh, there are some people who can't get this thing the first time they get, oh, I can't do it, I can't rest. Calm down, chill. Do it again, no problem. Do it again, no problem. And by the end of the session, they go with a happy face, you know what I mean? They said, and they really want to come back the next week because it's like, shit. I really, because I've noticed this with trainers, with coaches, some push you really hard that you really don't want to go back to that again. You know what I mean? You know? And there's yeah. somewhere like, man, I miss this. I want to go back. You're really excited to be fit. You know what I mean? So uh, I try and be that guy with my clients. And yes, and I try and encourage them to come back. I try and make it fun for them. Because like I said, fitness should be fun. It should not be serious. Come on, it should yeah. be a lifestyle. It should be fun. It should be part of your thing, you know? They right. should really want to. Because I have some clients who go to the gym. They get bored of it and they come to me. And it's like, listen, trust me, this is not going to be a gym. It's very different. We're going to push each other because I train with every client. And meaning I train myself as well with my patients, with my reps. I do reps with them. So when I say we're going to do 108 reps today, I'm doing 108 with them as well. So I have six, seven clients. I'll be doing 108 reps with every six, seven clients of mine. So I work out with them. That's one of my reasons why I keep getting shredded because I work out with them. Are you, are you doing this multiple times a day too? Yeah, I do it six, seven hours a day. Yeah. Six, seven hours a day. So I reach uh, uh, 10,000 reps a day. That's So you know how people have 10,000 for 
footsteps, yeah. 10,000 uh, kilometers. Well, I mean, like, sorry, not kilometers, but, you know, steps or uh, they run 10 kilometers the same way. My goal has always been uh, 10,000 uh, swings a day is my, uh, always been my thing. So, so it's you, been on, going on for like, yeah. You, so what else, uh, but you're also, besides doing the swings, you're also doing other types of exercises um with your clients like what take me through a typical like if i signed up and i was gonna take a class today with you what what would right. it roughly look like i mean you don't have to go into intense detail but yeah, just yeah. like what does it look like a warm-up and then and then swings and then something yeah. else well so basically when some of someone's science so the offer i give normally is If you order a Munga for me, you get eight complimentary sessions with me. All right? Eight? Online sessions. And it's eight. Eight oh, complimentary wow. sessions. Yeah? Eight and, uh, free lessons. One, yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is you get uh, one session a week. Because if you're really new to this, uh, I will teach you the basic in the first session. And I'll make you practice it until we meet to the next session. Because I know if you have practiced or not. Because you have one week's time and your body will adapt. You know, so you really can't lie about it because your body shows if you're practiced or not. You know what I mean? Because it's a very, in these eight sessions, you will learn the very basic foundation of swinging. So you will not get injured while trying it. You'll not get injured when trying a new variation, the do's and don'ts. And your body, you'll see in those four to eight weeks, within the fourth week, you'll see a big change in your body, toning up and things like that. By the eighth week, people will ask you, hey, have you been doing something new? You know? Uh, you know, is your body changing? So this is something which uh, I make sure those eight sessions, you will learn the basics and the foundations of swimming and you will not get injured. That's the main thing for me in these eight sessions. Yeah. So that's what you'll do. So every session gets harder. The first session is the easiest. I'll leave you pretty soon, teach you something. Second one gets a bit harder. The third, fourth, fifth just gets getting harder and harder. People like shit. And then, then, then they realize, man, The first session, you couldn't even lift this. On the eighth, we're just swinging around like we, we are juggling, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it, eight but it's, yeah. Eight, it's eight weeks later. Your client should yeah. be training at least another two to three times during the week, minimum. I, I, tell, no, I tell them five times at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pushing yeah. them harder. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. by the time they get to, to your eighth session – They are getting a really intense workout then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The But is, it's not, they it's feel not good. Bad. They feel good. They're so yeah. happy about it. They, say, uh, they actually feel like working out again. You know what I mean? It's not like they're not lazy anymore to work out. They actually made it part of their lifestyle. It's just like a routine now in their lifestyle. Because what I'm trying to show them, why I do this once a week thing is because it's because Uh, fitness is part of your thing which you need to do. So you don't need me to be there. You know what I mean? That once a week, guiding you there. And eventually, if you don't mean me, that's my ultimate aim because you have done it. Like I've done my job. I've taught you and I'm happy you left me because now I'm glad you have done your own. You're working out well. So it's part of your routine now. You know what I mean? So because I will not always be there for them. Right? You know I mean? So it's all about getting into it. So, uh, so like I said, for me, uh, I want to... Spread more of a healthier lifestyle and the awareness about this, how healthy it is and why you need it. It's going to help a tennis player because it's all about swinging, your racket sports, all your racket sports. You know what I mean? 
than your baseball swings, your badminton swing, your whatever, any racket sports. Let's come to swimming. When it comes to you use a lot of your lats when you swim, right? So this is one of the things. So this is really complementing any athlete, any sportsman, or even a CrossFit trainer, a, a, a CrossFit athlete, even a bodybuilder, because you're really going to get your joints strong. And that is what you need in life. You really have to have good joints, you know, and core yeah, well, strength. And this one is of the, yeah. yeah, core strength. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about on the podcast here with CrossFit is that there is really no uh, currently there is no rotational movement in CrossFit. It's it's there not is there. Swinging, but there, so, it is functional, but no swinging. Yeah. Yeah. I so so I mean, like if you're if you're a CrossFitter, I I, to, I can't for the life of me understand how um they're not using things like clubs and juries and things like that. Um, in CrossFit, it's 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 almost yeah. like you got to have it, and I think. This is just my opinion because I don't know if anybody's done any studies on this, but I think a lot of people would agree with me that know about swinging. If if CrossFit hurts a lot of people, uh, there's something going on. Is it possible that adding in regular rotational workouts with gatas and steel mace and steel clubs, is it possible that you could reduce the injury yes. rate? I I would support that, and I would completely agree with that. That yes, it will reduce injuries. It will yeah. because I'm talking about joint health because it's going to make your joints healthy. Because I actually, in fact, I taught two two fighters. They're based in India, and they had sponsors for their season, right? So their sponsor had paid me to actually uh, train them, and they only won it's because uh, the opponent couldn't tap them out. They got the opponent got tired. They were trying to tap them out with their uh, locking them, but they yeah. could, their joints were so strong, their joints had such durability that oh. uh, they could take that hit and they survived and they won only because their opponent got tired. They just they <laughs> so, just gassed out and then they said, "I give up." They gassed out. <laughs> they, uh, they gassed out and they just used that 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 advantage to beat the shit out of them at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so, you know what? A win is a win. It doesn't matter how you exactly. got it. So I, I would yeah, take that. It's in a last one standing. Yeah. You just, you just lay yeah. there. And you just lay yeah. there. And I'm fine <laughs> the way I am. I don't know what you're yeah. doing, bro. And then all of a sudden, yeah. the guy's like, hey, you know, um, I can't do this anymore. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> But yeah, it really gives them good joint strength and, and gives everyone good joint. So joints, I'm focusing more on the joint strength part. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. focusing on the part where how healthy is it, it is for your joints, for your body balance. Because if someone, let's say if you trip, one thing I tell my clients on, on things, by the end of the session, you'll see your body will be so fluid and so flexible that if you trip, the chances of you falling is lesser now. Because you'll trip and get back into balance and stand on your feet again. You know, that's yeah. the whole point. That's yeah, that's how it's supposed to be, you know. And if someone yes. pushes you or 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 like nudges you, you should not take two, three steps back. It's supposed to be like just going, you know, just tilting. That's enough for you. That's how you're supposed to yeah. Right. It's like your um your center of gravity becomes more fixed, so good. but also yeah. more more fluid at the same time. It's a fluid. weird it's exactly. a weird, like you said, yeah. if somebody pushes you, instead of you falling three steps back and almost having no. to catch the wall, 
you, you just yeah. kind of because you're able, yeah. your body's able to move beyond uh, exactly. yeah. a, a, a limitation that was once there. You're, you're, so you're breaking exactly. down those limitations. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's very exactly what I'm, fo I'm focusing on. That and I have big plans uh, next year. Uh, What's that? It's gonna. It's gonna. I'm just keeping a secret now. When I launch it, trust me, it's gonna help the whole swing community. Uh, you'll see next month, uh, next year. By uh, let's you, see, hopefully next you year, can, you next year, first quarter. You yeah. can share your secret here. Nobody's listening. Don't. It's okay. <laughs> I, I promise, I won't say nothing. <laughs> no, no. The reason why I said it is because uh, I want people to hear it, and I want people to wait. That's right. Because it's really gonna help you. Really All right, so this is going to be oh, when next people. year? When next year? Because next year is almost here, you know. It's going to be here yes, in like I'm to, a few I'm days. I'm thinking either, uh, yeah, I'm thinking actually maybe uh, the second quarter or third quarter. Yeah, next year. Uh, yeah. There's your your accounting and your fiscal stuff coming in when you say yeah. quarters. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First quarter, or, I mean, a second or third quarter next year. Okay. It's going to be launched, and uh, everyone's going to be happy about it. Everyone. About it. So everyone's going to have it. Everyone, meaning especially people who do the swings, are going to be happy about it. Yeah. Is this, this going to be a online thing? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I, <laughs> yeah it is. It is. <laughs> it's going to help everyone. Let me just keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, I won't. Yeah. I won't try to pry any more out of you. I, I try. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be like a journalist right now. I have to. I have yeah, to yeah. dig for the info. Okay, but you're, yeah. you, you're on to me, and I'm not. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at being coy like that. But so now, um, people look at you, Nathan. Like I said earlier, you are shredded. Definitely, like you have that title, and this is, you know, hey, look, you, you're looking for a coach. Who are you looking for? You're looking for a guy that looks like you, or you got looking like a guy that looks like somebody else. If somebody wants to look like you, okay, they're probably also going to be asking you about your intermittent fasting and everything like that, right? Because that's all part of yeah. your look, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It, play, it plays a very, very big, big, big role. Very all big right. role. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, you know, I know there's. Uh, it's I. I hate giving diet advice and how to eat properly. Like Same I like here. to keep things general, you know, generally Easy. speaking, you, you, what yeah. you do, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you have a breakfast. Uh, yeah, no, so I don't have breakfast. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Uh, yeah. So let, let, let me tell you my thing. So my, my window to eat is from 12 noon to uh, 6 PM or 7 PM. Yeah. So this is my window to eat. All right. So during this time, I eat whatever I want. Uh, I have my major big meal, which is 12 noon, because that's when I break my fast. Yeah. And after, let's say, 6 p.m. onwards, uh, if I'm due, if I'm hungry, I just have either green tea or coconut water or just water. You know what I mean? Uh, these are the only things I have, just liquid. Do you um, have any coffee? Otherwise... Oh, yeah, I do have coffee. I do have coffee, but without the sugar. Just uh, black so in the morning when you wake up? Yes, I do have black coffee or green tea, whichever I feel like having. And I do put a, a teaspoon of ginger paste. Ginger, like so, we have ginger here as well. So I put ginger in it as well. Wait, a ginger teaspoon paste? of ginger. Yeah, so I get the raw ginger, I paste yeah. it up in the grinder, and I just put a, a teaspoon in my uh, in my in my coffee. 
yeah. your coffee, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. Interesting. I, it, yeah, it doesn't taste all that, but I got used to it now. Got used to it because. Okay. Well, uh, wait, wait. So what what kind of? Thing, uh, what kind of coffee are you using? And are you um, are you just, grinding it fresh, or? No, no. I just buy the normal Nescafe coffee. Nescafe. Okay. Oh, what? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, instant. The the instant, but but not the but not the sachets, but the. Uh, the beans, you know the beans you could. Okay, okay, it's beans. It. Okay, and you yeah. brew it. All right, yeah. and then yeah. you add the, the, yeah. the uh, a teaspoon the water of ginger. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so, interesting. Okay. So go ahead. okay, I'll tell you why. So one of the reasons why I do is because I start my day, which my grandma also told me. I told, like I said, she's my uh, nutritionist, right? So she told me uh, that. Start your body, make your body uh, alkaline, okay? When you make your body alkaline by eating ginger, garlic, uh, ginger and garlic, these two are, are, are have alkaline properties. So if you add alkaline into your digestive system, this is really going to keep your immune system really strong, especially from all your coughs and colds, okay? That's one thing. And this actually even helps from the whole COVID part, you know, the COVID, because they say if your immunity is weak, that's when you get your sniffles and your cough, all that. So this thing really opens up my sinuses and everything in the morning with the hot coffee, with this. And this is going to kill all the acidity in your body. Because have you noticed if your body is, if you have acidity, you tend to have a very upset gut, you know, very uncomfortable gut, right? That's because you have a lot of acidity. So try and start your day with alkaline stuff in your body. All right, that's very important. And ginger and garlic, these things don't really have uh, calories. You know what I mean? So right. calories are not there in these things. Exactly. So so during my uh, fasting period, I have uh, things like this, you know, garlic, okay. ginger, but always have a teaspoon, not more, don't have like whole clove because then that's going to give you food poisoning or something. You know, your stomach yeah. is really going to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. always do it at a very moderate level. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then once when I break my fast, uh, I eat, so basically my food is basically, I eat what's available around me, all right? So the reason why they say the way they have seasonal food and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, because, and if you eat locally, what happens is, there's a reason why they do that, because uh, let's say uh, during pineapple season, when you eat pineapple, what happens is you have to eat that to keep, to make your body adapt to that environment, to that climate keeps you cool so if it's uh let's say if it's hot and if you have a fruit which is in your own area that fruit will keep you cool and let's say if it's cold there's a particular fruit which grows during that season you have that it'll keep you warm so this one i'm trying to say so eat food which is available in your area in your environment that is the best thing to do because you'll feel so comfortable your body will be cool during a hot time and hot during a cool time you know what i mean keeps you warm during cool time this thing and uh, so, yeah, so basically I eat all my meats. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Uh, I eat all meats. I'm saying even beef, chicken. I'm, I'm not saying uh, I eat everything and uh, in a very moderate level. So sometimes there are times where your body really wants to eat more. So I do, I do pick up. So what I do is uh, I actually uh, eat to live. I don't live to eat. Yeah, I, I, uh, no, sorry. I live to eat. I don't. I don't eat to live. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, you have to keep a balance of these three: rest, calorie intake, and calorie burn. Right. So calorie burn is your workout, calorie intake is your food, and rest is your sleep. Right. And if these three have to go in balance, it's a trial. So people ask me, when is your rest day? So on my rest day, when I do a rest day, I do a fast the whole day because I'm not burning what I eat. So I will not eat that day. I will have a normal, let's say, I will just have juice and stuff. Because uh, even when you say rest, it's not only your muscles in your body and your mind. It's even your organs inside won't take rest because your digestive system also won't take rest. You know what I mean? So that's another reason why where I'm getting into why do I eat four hours before I sleep? Because when you sleep, even your organs want to sleep as well, right? So let's say, like you said, you eat and sleep straight away. What happens is, uh, when your body sleeps, your let's say your digestive system is working fifty percent because it's meant to sleep. Your body is sleeping, your mind is sleeping. Yeah. It works fifty percent, so it's not in its hundred percent productivity. You know what I mean? So. Let's say you eat at 6 p.m. and you sleep by 10 p.m. So it's got that four hours to digest food, let all the gases go, keep you easy. And when you sleep, you can sleep well. By morning, already you'll be nice and empty. You go to your toilets and everything, all that, nice and empty. And uh, this is someone who's doing the uh, intermittent fasting, right? And by the time it's 12 o'clock, even my senses, my smell, the taste, this, this thing, even the smallest thing will, will stimulate my senses. You know what I mean? Because your body is hungry. And working on an empty stomach will really burn those calories as well. So this, I've been doing it for so many years now. And it's very sustainable. It's very easy because you're eating food what's available around you locally. So now I'm not saying, oh, I need steak and I'm in like middle of nowhere. So in middle of nowhere, if you eat what's available in the middle of nowhere, don't eat, don't expect to get KFC there. Like I mean, so I do eat KFC. I do eat my McDonald's, I eat my big burgers. I eat I eat a lot of burgers and I love my burgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love my cheeseburgers and everything. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. But one thing I do stay away from is the sugars. Sugars, I think there's nothing healthy in sugar. Yeah. yeah. The only sugars I do get from is my fruits and uh, fruits and honey and dessert. So if I do want to eat sugar, I would eat a proper dessert. I wouldn't add sugar into my tuna. I think that's a waste. You know what I mean? I would yes. have a proper cake. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's proper ice cream. But I do, yeah. I mean, yeah. if I know I'm going to have ice cream with my daughter watching a movie at night, I avoid sugar all day. I don't put it in my coffee. Yeah. I don't go near it. And then yeah. I have a bowl of ice cream, yeah. vanilla ice cream, something with, you know, I yeah. try not to get like the, the crazy ice creams where it's got all the stuff in it, right? You know, where it's got extra sugar. <laughs> but something, yeah. you know, manageable. And then what's the big yeah. deal? Maybe you ate 42 grams of sugar. Okay. So what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least because it's at least better than having um, a teaspoon of sugar in, in every drink of yours. You know what I mean? In your teas, in your coffees. It's better. So I just have that. Yeah. So that's yeah, how that's... I manage. So so I keep telling my clients, I I don't uh, tell you to follow any diet. The max I would tell you to do is intermittent fasting. But provided... Please check with your doctor because maybe you have some medical issue, some medical background, which I don't know of. So I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a thing, but this works for me. doesn't have to work for you. So, uh, and when getting back to the whole part where your diet system is always working, right? What happens is uh, when it's always working, that's when it gets weaker and weaker. That's when your metabolism gets lower. 
and then what happens is uh, your that's when you tend to get di diabetic, you get cholesterol because your food is not getting digested properly because your organs are always working overtime, you know. So because what I, okay, let's say a person eats uh, a normal person eats three times a day: breakfast, lunch, dinner. What happens is your system is working. You have your breakfast at at eight a.m. or ten p.m. at ten a.m. It's your digestive system is working. By the time it's two o'clock, you eat again. Then again, it's working. Then ten o'clock, again, it's working. And then you're sleeping. So when it's sleeping, it's only fifty percent under sleep. So it's always working. It's always working. You know what I mean? So right. hence, uh, that's why they say you have to. I wouldn't say starve. You have to fast. Fasting is the right word, not for starving. Starving is wrong. Now, Nithin, yeah, you said you, you, you have an earlier history of doing bodybuilding and then everything yeah, transitioned. Yeah. So did your diet transition to what it is now? Did you yes, used to do a typical yeah, yes. bodybuilder diet where you ate six times yeah, a day? Yeah, six okay. times. Uh, the, uh, all the chicken breast, this, broccoli. Yeah, uh, it's the boring stuff. I, didn't, I wish. I mean, yes, you and the fish and all that. But you know what? I'm glad I did that because that, uh, or sometimes I say I regret that because I I didn't enjoy my college days with the food part, yeah. But then you know what? I'm happy the same thing because uh, that experience got me here. It's I took it as a learning curve. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. So so I I, I got to ask. So your your current diet, you you speak of it very well and everything, and I I agree with everything you're saying. Um, so do you um, compared to a bodybuilding diet? Um, do you, how different do you feel as you felt those days compared to now? Oh, I feel um, super because uh, I have all the carbs I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have all the carbs I want, all the fats <laughs> I want, all the protein I want. So there is no limit in my thing. I just make sure I burn those. That's, that's all I do. Okay. Because l l l like I said, I live to eat. So that's what got me into working out as well because I can't keep going on eating. I need to burn this. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I That's agree. That's one of the reasons why. Well, yeah. I, well, like I said in the beginning, I do my fasting a little differently than you. Uh, I have a, probably a shorter window than you, but um, I, I also do count when I sleep as part of my fasting. But, um, you know, I... Um, yeah, it is. It is, it is I, this is exactly why, why it's easy. Because the sleeping part takes over at least eight hours of the fasting part, which is amazing. Right. That's and you said this. you go to bed at yeah. 10, right? 10, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so you're you're eating at 6. Your last meal is at 6. And you're not eating yeah. until 12 the next day, 12 afternoon. Yeah. So that's, yeah. a, what's that, 18 hours? Um, um, yeah, I guess like, so, yeah. yeah. That's a very long fast right there. But, yeah, like a good yeah. eight hours of it is is tied up in you being asleep, so... That's um yeah exactly, and even uh but I I feel so fresh I feel so fresh in the morning, my uh sleep is so much better, uh like I work out so much that, in my sleep I don't have I don't get the energy to even dream you know what I mean, <laughs> really I'm just passed out yeah I mean the only thing I'm a I'm a light sleeper though because I do hear if uh my dogs bark I go check out things like that yeah but what I'm saying is. My energy levels, my mood levels are so high. I'm not lazy. I'm, I'm not thinking twice if I have to get up and turn on a switch. I wouldn't tell someone. To, I'll do it myself. You know what I mean? I do it myself. So yeah. I'm very and I feel so light on my knees. I can move around because 
back in my boring mill days, I was 82 kgs. And right now, my weight stays on 59, 60, 61. Can you imagine? This it plays around in this way. Yeah, kgs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I th- so yeah, that's all interesting stuff. I mean, people, you know, they're going to follow whatever path they want to follow and they want to try things. And young yeah. guys are always trying to get jacked and big. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, I look at your pictures and I see a really fit guy. I see somebody that the ladies would like. And I think there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, man. And most yeah. people are, you know, they could pursue their bodybuilding all they want. But they're never going to wind up on a stage like the real bodybuilders. It's just not in their cards. The, yeah. the, what they got to do to get it's not, Yeah. So it's, you know, think about it for a second. Think about what you're, what you want to do with your life, your whole life, not just for this short little window. Um, that's exactly. great. Exactly. So Nathan, how uh, do you want people to contact you? Uh, you said Instagram, right? Instagram is my is my best bet. Yeah. Is my okay. Yeah. So everybody, he's uh, the shredded farmer. Okay, and he's on Instagram, and uh, his name is Nathan. You can check the show notes below, and um, you know, check out his. You you have a website, so. Um, yeah, it's there. It's there. It's there on the link. The link is in the bio. Yeah, it's in the bio. So uh, again, I like the deal that you are offering, where if a person buys a Mugdar, yeah. they can get eight sessions with you to train with it. Yes. So that's it's just, something- it's just that uh, someone from a different country. The only thing is that we will have to work on the on the time zones. That is yeah. something which we have to work on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the okay. Only thing. Yeah. Well, that's something. I don't know. Could you? Could you? If it's like a real problem with the time frame, like somebody's not able to be awake when you are ever, can you just do a yeah. a recording of something and just send oh, it to? Okay. Them? So, 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 like I said, I have eight complimentary sessions. So, like I said, it's complimentary if you want to take it or not. But then on my website, there's a is a link called Mudgar One Zero One. That is a pre-recorded video where you can buy, and it's for all your basics on how the do's and don'ts of a mudgar and a gada. There's both separate ones. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. that's yeah. excellent. All right. So there you go, everybody. Yeah. I, you're gonna have to go to his website. I'm sure there's there's way more. We're not gonna be able to list everything. Go look at it, yeah. see his website, see what he offers. Uh, Nithin, thank you very much. For coming thank on you, the show. thank you so much. This was good. Yes, yeah, this was and a you know great what? conversation. I really, uh, another person who came and met me is uh, Tom, and the other one is uh, uh, the Flowing Dutchman, Harbert. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, he he stayed with me as well, and uh, Tom had uh, had told him, "Man, you be ready. He's going to feed you because I love feeding my guests. I feed <laughs> them. I feed them so much too because." I also want to show them, like, you know, we work out so hard. We need to eat that as well. You know what I mean? We need to eat what we burn. So, Oh, yeah. When I coach clients, I ask them what yeah. they're eating. Yeah, because everybody – I coach guys mostly, some women, but mostly guys. They want to put on muscle. I'm like, what are you eating? Yeah. And first, most of them don't even know what they eat. Like, what do you mean you don't know? You don't remember what you ate yesterday? No, not really. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, write it yeah. down for me. Next time you come back, let me see what you eat. And be honest. 
And I look and I know right away without even looking at the list, the first thing that's going to be missing there is enough protein. And I mean, it is yeah. sad. They're, and they're saying, oh, I eat a chicken breast, but it's not a chicken breast. They cut it in half. They fillet it. And they call that oh. half a chicken. I'm like, that's not a No, all the whole thing. And they go, oh, the whole thing. I go, yeah, you're a man. You need to eat that much. I, that's how you want to have a, a physique with muscle. Exactly. Yeah, because they, they tend to do the whole calorie deficit thing to get lean. But yeah. I tell them, uh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do the other way? Calorie deficit, why don't you eat the same way but just work out more? You know? Yes. So it works yes. that way as well. So this is what I do. This is why I do. So when people say, do you do calorie deficit? Yes, I do calorie deficit. But I eat a lot and I work out even more. Than I <laughs> that's so it. That's it's a very, it yeah. I like it because yeah. it's very simple. I mean, it is simple. Why yeah. do you want to count? All these calories. Yeah. I worry about weighing food and whether it's raw or yeah. it's cooked. And I'm going to put 21 almonds in a bag because that's exactly my program. Yeah, exactly. Just, just eat and work out. Work eat. out. Work out yeah. twice a day if you have exactly. to. Yeah, yeah. So Exactly. So another reason why I don't share my diet with people is because, see, uh, uh, other people have their fourth factor, which is work. Work is what uh, takes the time away from working out. Right, so I tell them, see, if you have time to eat, if you have time to sleep, if you have time to work, come on, you got to find time to burn what you eat, right? So otherwise, you, all the money you're working is going to be going to your health, you know, your medical issues. So these three is important. The fourth one is work is equally important, but try and find, make sure you have the fourth one. But for me, my work is working out, so hence I can do that. So I tell them, so hence yeah. I don't tell them how much I eat because. Man, you eat so much, and where do you get time? I said this because my work is working out, so that's how it is. Yeah, I, I love it. My <laughs> so work nice is my working out. That is, I that's yeah. words, that's words, man. Yeah. I like that. That's that's like a book you should write. You should write that. <laughs> another thing, another thing I have to have is uh, we don't just lift, we swing it because uh, during 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 COVID time, hashtag, you know, I made a hashtag, we don't just lift, we swing it. Wow, that's so, a long hashtag. Every bodybuilder in the team is like, oh. yeah, I just said it because the people, you know how they say like, oh, I can't wait to lift. I can't wait to lift. It goes to the gym. So I'm like, yeah, so we don't just lift. We swing it, you know? So so I lift and I swing. That's what I'm trying to you know, put it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to write that down. Yeah. That is the longest. Ha you yeah. get the award for the longest hashtag in the world. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, anybody listening, uh, you want to train with Nithin, um, you can look him up under the hashtag, we don't just lift, we swing it. Or you could go to his Instagram, The Shredded Farmer, um, check out the in his link, the website, contact him, and um, tell him Fred from Steel Mason Nation said hello, so he knows that you heard it here on the podcast. Nice. Just. We like to see how effective our message is. And Nathan, you mentioned you had a surprise coming up the second quarter of 2023. Uh, everybody's going to be doing their taxes around then. So don't be, uh, <laughs> don't forget, don't forget he's got this. So you better follow him because I know you're going to be all worried about getting back your money from your taxes. So <laughs> make sure because I don't know what he's got planned, but he says everybody's going to be happy, and that means but, you. Well, but well, yeah, exactly. So when I launched it, 
we're going to have a podcast again just to show you on our I was going to say yeah so you yeah. you please uh contact me if I don't contact you I mean I follow you so I should see yes. it come up but whatever you can, you hit me up or I'll hit you up yeah I will come I back will. on I, I will look forward to it. this was an excellent conversation I really enjoyed it I learned a lot from you I, I hope everybody in the audience friend. Yeah, thank man. you so much. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you at the next one. Later, Nathan. Bye. 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 Bye, friend. What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States.